the bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western theater. Hollywood comes your all-star Western theater, starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. <laughs> Our guest today is Motion Pictures Glamour Girl of the West, Day Eleven. <laughs> and now here are the Riders of the Purple Sage. Riding down the Santa Fe, just beyond the mountains and across the way. See that sun hang low in the west, for the land I'm loving the best. Here we go, my old pet Gotta see a preacher about a gal, so let's burn the trail and yonder we'll go. Riding down the Santa Fe, hey, riding down the Santa Fe. Riding down the Santa Fe. Cowpoke in the old days was a mighty tough hombre. Well, he was a hard-fisted, hard-shooting, hard-riding gent. In those days, any cowpuncher could likely count on a lot of excitement in his day's work. But he always counted on something else, too, through long hours in the saddle. And that was food. Good food. Just as important then as it is today. For nourishment, for an aid to energy, for wholehearted satisfaction you'll find more housewives shopping for Weber's Bread today than ever before. Weber's Bread is good bread. Folks like it and ask for more. Yes, you'll enjoy the firm, even texture, the golden brown, crusty goodness, and distinctive fine flavor of Weber's Good Bread. Shop for Weber's Bread today, fresh on your grocer's shelf. Your favorite men of the West want you to hear their version of a song they've just recorded for Majestic. Listen to the riders of the Purple Sage sing, Wait Till I Get My Sunshine in the Moonlight. Wait till I get my sunshine in the moonlight. Wait till I get beneath the western sky. With the yucca and the sage, all around to set the stage. And the stars are making faces in her eyes. Wait till she finds the moon above on my side. We'll get her beneath that good old Indian side. Wait till I get my sunshine in the moonlight. That's when I'll make my sunshine mine. I'm in love with sunshine, my darling. Sunshine, but does she love me? I'd like to know. Soon I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna speak my mind out. The very next time the moon is low. Wait till I get my sunshine in the moonlight. 
get her beneath the western sky With the yucca and the sage All around to set the stage And the stars are making faces in her eyes Wait till she finds the moon above on my side We'll get her beneath that good old Indian sign I get my sunshine in the moonlight. That's when I'll make my sunshine. Reluctant little sunshine. That's when I'll make my sunshine. Purple Sage have as her guest today a star whose light shines particularly bright. She represents to Western fans and to the moving picture audience real glamour and more. She represents the ideal American girl. Let's give a real Western welcome to Miss Dale Evans. Today, the writers of the Purple Sage have asked Dale to join them in telling you one of their favorite stories. A story called The Deacon. One bright morning, the riders of the Purple Sage left the ranch and started for town where the championship rodeo was to be held. Dale Evans was to be queen of the rodeo, and that was one reason the boys wanted especially to go, for they knew Dale had helped her in doing the good deeds that made her queen of the country, that is, to the ranch families of the West. Wandering minstrels of the open spaces, that's the riders of the Purple Sage. At home, in the cattle roundup, the bronco busting, the talk around a campfire after twilight has come. But happiest when they ride a trail winding through the bigness of God's own country. Oh, boy, hold it. Hold it, Al. Johnny's getting behind again. Oh, we ought to turn that guy out to pasture for you. Come on, Johnny. Imagine anyone with three months' pay in their pocket are riding slow. Well, I guess we'll have to wait for him to catch up. Boy, maybe the thrift bug's got a hold of Johnny. Maybe all of a sudden he wants to save his money instead of seeing a rodeo and splitting the town wide open. Yeah, I guess so. Let's go, Johnny! Oh, I sure hope the thrift bug ain't got him. Why, if he was to save money and get a bankroll, well, he'd probably, he'd probably swell his head. and Well, he might buy a ranch and bank or store or something. And, well, he might even get elected president of the United States. Oh, poor Johnny. I never thought he'd come to that kind of an end. What's the matter with you, Johnny? Don't you know that we've got our pockets full of money for once and we're out to have a good time? Huh? Good time? Sorry, boy. I kept thinking we was looking for work. Say, who's that coming up so fast on a white horse? Well, I don't know. None of us are riding a white horse. Boy! Boy! Wait a minute. Hey, looks like a girl. Yeah, a real girl. A beautiful girl. Why, it's Dale Evans, queen of the cattle country. Oh, boy, I thought that was you, but I didn't think I'd ever catch up to you. Boy, where you going? Well, howdy, Miss Dale. Boys, you know Miss Dale Evans. Hello, Dale. Say, Hi. did you know Johnny was going to be president of the United States, Miss Dale? No. Uh, say, Dale, we heard that you'd been elected queen, but you're already queen of the ranch country. Well, I heard something about it, too. Boy, what are you doing? Right now, I mean. Well, the boys and I thought we'd go into town and have a little fling. Mm-hmm. See the rodeo, of course, and... Say, how'd you like to take an hour out and go on an errand with me? Poor Johnny, President. I don't see how that's going to work out at all. Well, you just name what you want done, and we'll do her, Dale. Well, I'll tell you for it. There's a little girl on a ranch down the road away. 
But she's sick, and I guess she's not going to get any better. Some of the fellows on the rodeo knew about her, and they thought it might be nice if she had a few visitors. And extra nice if the rodeo queen called on her. Will you boys come, too? Maybe sing a song for her? Well, you know we will. It's okay with me. The longer we put it off, you know, going to town, the longer we'll have her money and nothing. Well, maybe Johnny won't have to be president. this is the place, boy. Well, if it is, I don't know whether we ought to stay or not. Looks to me like that 40-acre patch Brainless Birdie owns. Now, you won't let that stop you. Well, who was Brainless Birdie? Al, Brainless was one of them fellows who always put a saddle on the wrong horse. No. They say his life on this ranch was so miserable that his ghost still hangs around. Haunts the place, you mean? Oh, fellas, there isn't anything to be afraid of. Ghosts only roam around at night, and besides, this little girl and her family have owned the ranch for quite a while. Well, it looks to me like it's been deserted for quite a while. It's all run down. Well, I guess the family is poor. Well, you boys can come in or not. Suit yourself. Terrible. First you're going to be present, Johnny, and then we start hanging around ghosts and stuff. I'll knock, Dale, and see if anybody's at home. Brainless birdie lost his shirt. He acted awful nerdy. Hey, I must be losing my own mind talking like this about a ghost in his own territory. Wonder if anybody's home here. Well, it's got to be if the little girl is sick. How do you do? How do you do, sir? We're the boys from the Bar X Ranch, and this is Miss Dale Evans. I guess you've heard of her. Well? Well, you're Mr. Ellis, Margaret Ellis's father. My name is Haycraft. Oh, well, uh, the Ellises do live here, don't they? Not anymore. Well, I was told they did, and that the little girl was quite ill. Probably gossip. You don't talk much, do you, mister? Deacon, if you please. Deacon Haycraft. You're still in exactly gushy. Keep quiet, Al. Yeah. Deacon, can you tell us where we might be able to find the Ellis girl and her family? They left two hours ago in the battered old car. They were heading south on the road that passes this ranch. Now, if you'll excuse me... I guess you must be new to this country, Deacon. Westerners are a bit more friendly than you're acting. In my part of the country, people don't meddle. Good day to you. Well, how do you like that? Yeah, if it wasn't for the law, I'd have popped them one. My temper was rising like smoke in a forest fire. Gee, fellas, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to let you in on anything like this. Well, you're in it yourself, Dale. And I don't reckon we're going to let it end here. I say let's ride down to the next ranch and see if anybody there knows what's happened to the little girl. Well, that's a good idea. Hey, boy! Hey! Well, if that ain't just like them, right when I get caught up to them, they gallop off again. We'll sure appreciate any information you can give us. Well, I got the Ellis's here at my place for the time being, and I'd sure like to do something for them on account of the little girl. She's pretty sick. Tell me more than likely, she won't get well. Poor little thing. They lost their property, did they? Yep. First mean thing I ever knew Deacon Haycraft to do. Get behind in their payments, and he kicked them out. Well, if I can hold on to my place, I'll insist they stay here until things get better for them. Boy, Margaret and her folks are probably feeling pretty bad. Losing their ranch and all. Why don't we wait a day or two before we try to see them, hmm? All right, Dale. Sir, 
You said you'd insist on their staying with you if you could hold on to your place. Are you having trouble, too? Yep. That epidemic that's killing all the cattle around here started in with mine. Epidemic? Well, I hadn't heard anything about an epidemic. Oh, yes, boy. One ranch after another is going broke. A good many ranches have had to be sold because of the sickness among the cattle. All through the state, too. Uh, beg pardon, miss, but it's not all through the state. Just a strip about ten miles wide, cutting down diagonal from the eastern border. What sort of a sickness is it? Nobody knows. Can't figure it out. Cattle do fine, and all of a sudden they seem not to want to eat anymore. Get sick, and a few weeks they're dead. Hey, that sounds serious. It is. Awful. Well, nothing we can do about it, I guess. Fellow in the most trouble is the deacon. The deacon? Yep. He don't know much about ranching, and as quick as a rancher has to sell out, he goes straight to the deacon, and the deacon buys his land. Hmm. That's interesting. Of course, he gets it cheap, but nobody else would buy it at any price. Leastways, not until we find out what's causing the disease among the cattle... Deacon's going to lose all the money he made back east buying up this bad land. Well, we'd better not take up any more of your time. Thanks a lot for all the information. Yes, and we'll probably be back in a day or two to visit the little girl. Always welcome. Thank you, sir. Come on, Dale. All right. Somewhere I don't like that deacon. I'm beginning to wish he was being elected president instead of poor Johnny, huh? Are you thinking the same thing I am? I reckon so. These cattle getting sick so mysteriously. It's just like what happened that time in Utah. Mighty like it. There it was a strip of land just a few miles wide, too. And right after one fellow had bought up most of the land in that strip, the sickness stopped. And there the people who sold out found that the land was to be irrigated, remember? You know, I sure hate to see anything like that happen again. It is happening, Foy. Of course, I hate to see the Ellis's lose their place, too. It's a doggone shame kick a family out when a little girl is going to... Well, I think we ought to do something about it. The same as we did in Utah? The boys and I can handle our end of it, if you can handle yours. Well, I can do it. Seems like we're keeping our money in our pocket longer than usual, boy. The ranchers around here haven't been keeping theirs. Well, I'm not complaining, huh? Uh, what's the matter with the deacon? Why doesn't he answer the door? Boy, we ain't got a bit of evidence against him. We'll make him be the evidence. Oh, what do you... Howdy. Nice day, ain't it? I told you the Ellis's weren't here. We're here to see you this time, deacon. I don't know that we have any business together. I'd advise you to get on off of your high horse, deacon. We're here to do you a favor. Fact is, to save you from disgrace. If not from a rope. What are you talking about? Yes, this. That girl who was with us, Miss Dale Evans, has found out why the cattle around here are sick. What's that got to do with me? Now, we're not making any accusations. We're just telling you that she's found out why the cattle get sick. And she says she's going to announce it publicly in front of the rodeo crowd, naming names and giving dates. Well, she... she uh... Well, what do I... If I were you, I'd try to get hold of her and make a deal. Maybe you can buy her off.
Let me say first, I don't like you, Miss Evans. A woman's got no right interfering in a man's business. Really? I don't like it one bit. Excuse me, then. I'll leave. I wouldn't have come at all except you said No, no, no. Wait, wait. Now, wait. Uh, I'm waiting, Deacon. Uh, <clears throat> I was told you and I might make a little deal. What sort of a deal? I was told you'd be willing to keep your mouth shut for uh, money. Maybe. How much uh, do you know? Quite a little. I know, for instance, that the railroad is coming through this part of the state and that the railroad will probably pay a high price for a right-of-way. What else? And why the cattle are dying here. You can't prove anything. You can't prove Can anything. I? No, you can't. Deacon, all I have to do is get up in front of the crowd at the rodeo no, no, and... No, no, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Uh, how much do you want? To keep still about the railroad or to keep still about your putting poison in the water the cattle drink? About the poison. They'll find out about the railroad sooner or later. All right, boys, come and get hey, him. What yeah. oh, is this? You can't. Grab him, Al. Stand back. Stand back or I'll shoot. Turn to me. He's got a gun. Now stay right where you are. I'm leaving. And if you try to follow, I'll shoot to kill. Stay right where you are now. Say, you guys. Oh. Johnny, look, he slugged him. Johnny, you're a hero. I was trying to catch up with you guys. When I seen that fellow pointing a gun at you... I jumped to conclusions, so I slugged him. And you was having trouble, wasn't you? Awful nice of you folks to go to all this trouble for the Ellis's. Know the little girl enjoyed your singing. Why, it's mighty nice of you to help them move back to their own place. Oh, pleasure, I tell you. They should never have been kicked off. Uh, about how many years in jail do you think the deacon will get? Well, he deserves life. You'll probably get 20. I wonder if it'd be all right for me to go in to say goodbye to Margaret. Go right ahead. I won't stay long. Awful sick, little tight. I know. Her folks said she'd seen Miss Evans in pictures before she got took. That Miss Evans was a hero to her. And look in there. Pretty sight, ain't it? Her standing over the bed, leaning down to the child... The little girl's opening her eyes. Smiling, too. That's about as pretty a sight as I ever see. Boys, I want to thank you for everything. It was wonderful. Well, the pleasure was ours. Knowing the little girl's got a chance of getting better now, well, it makes me choke up all the way along my neck. You know, you're good, hombre. Well, I, I guess I'd better be moving along, or I'll be late getting to the rodeo. Goodbye, All right, Dale. Fellas. Thanks a million. Goodbye. Come on, Dale. Swell gal. You said it. Best in the world. Well, what do we do now? We'll go home, I guess. Home already? You got any money left? Well, no. I used all of mine sending the little gal to the specialist. Well, I used all of mine, too. Well, I guess uh, the only place we can go is home, then, ain't it? Yeah. Boys! Oh, boys! Huh? You forget something, Dale? 
Did you think for a minute I'd go off and leave you? Well, we... I know you spent your money sending Margaret to the specialist. Oh, that wasn't nothing. Come on, boys. The rodeo boys and gals are having a barbecue tonight. You'll be our guests of honor, and besides, the ranch is going to want you guys to ride in that parade. Well, yippee! Hey, Johnny. Come on. <laughs> Mr. President, I've warned you for the last time. Keep up with us now. Oh, never mind them calling him for. He ain't the presidential timber at all. He can't even keep up. When a guy has to run to be president. Top wages weren't much in the days of the Old West. $40 a month in grub. Still, it meant a mighty fine living to most cowhands. The food was good, and there was plenty of it waiting for the rider after a day in the saddle. Good food's mighty important to most folks today. And that's why more and more housewives shop for Weber's Bread today. Weber's Bread is good bread for nourishment, for an aid to energy, for plain, all-around satisfaction. You'll like it, the golden brown, crusty goodness, the firm, fresh texture, the wonderful flavor of Weber's Good Bread. So next time you shop, ask for Weber's Bread, fresh on your grocer's shelves. Now let's get ready to greet our guest star again. Here comes Foy Willing back to the microphone with Day 11. <laughs> Dale, it's no wonder that you've got so many and such loyal fans. You were just swell. Thank you, Foy. It's always such a pleasure to work with you boys. I'll bet there's not a person who heard you today who won't go and see that latest picture of yours, Bells of San Angelo. Well, I hope they do because I like it pretty well myself and so does the studio. Oh, say, there's just one more thing. How about a song? Well, <laughs> all right. How's about walking my baby back home? Good. If you don't mind, we'll walk right along with you. Well, I sure don't. I'm an agreeable baby, like everything that you do. Dancing most every night, movies are your delight. I sort of go for them, too. But when movies and dances are done, that's when I have real fun. Gee, it's great after being out late. Walking my baby back home. Arm in arm over meadow and farm. Walking my baby back home. Now we go along harmonizing a song. Or we're reciting a poem. I'll go by and they give me the eye. Walking my baby back home. We stop for a while. He gives me a smile. I snuggle my head to his chair. We start into pet, and that's when I get my powder all over his bed. After I kind of straighten your tie, 
has to borrow my comb. One kiss, then I continue again, walking my baby back home. I am afraid of the dark, so he has to park outside of my door till it's light. I say if you try to kiss me, I'll cry. I cry my eyes out all through the night After I kind of straighten your tie He had to borrow my comb One kiss then mm. hey, How about me? And me? Go away, boys, you bother me. Everybody wants to get in the act. One kiss then I continue again A walk in my baby back home Walking my baby back home. Well, good night, honey. All three of you. Walking my baby back again, Dale Evans, for being here with us. You've brightened up our show and helped it make it really honestly Western. Come again soon, won't you? You know, folks, one of our features on All-Star Western Theater each week is the presentation of the truly great song of the West, sung by the writers of the Purple Sage. Today, we've chosen Tumbling Tumbleweed. See them tumbling down much, folks. Right now, we're going to call on our violin player, Johnny Paul, to play an old-time favorite of yours, a little fiddle instrumental, 
of a song that you're all going to remember. Back home again in Indiana. Speaking for Al Sloy, Johnny Paul, Eddie Kirk, and all of the riders of the Purple Sage, saying so long and good luck to you all. You've heard your all-star Western theater, a V.M. Bear production starring America's greatest Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Our guest star has been Dale Evans, soon to be seen in Republic's Bells of San Angelo. The script was by Ray Wilson, direction by Tom Hargis. This is Terry O'Sullivan. This program came to you from Columbia Square. KNX Los Angeles.